Yo, juicy I'm in a back like Vidic Yeah man I got 90 minutes I got my eye on the ball but I see red on my right no Kimmich But if you reach his pocket I'm gonna see cards from Dean That's a one match ban from leagues So I can't ride out for the team So I can't ride out for the team If they ask me who the goal is I gotta say Nicholas Bentner I know I'm just joking Everyone knows that Messi is better I'm trying to get my sterling up in this city So see if we play As soon as my child can walk It's straight project Mbappé But know the verbal As soon as I hear that whistle We get straight to the action Come on lads where's the passion Do like Alan scene, We're headbands for the fashion If the defenders drop back We counter and then attack them I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball Yeah uh, I got my eye on the ball. Uh, I got my eye on the ball. Yeah, I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball. Yo, juicy I'm in a back like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich But if you reach his pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean That's a one-match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team So I can't ride out for the team If they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner I know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better I'm trying to get my sterling up in this city, so see if we play As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé But know the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle we get straight to the action Come on lads, where's the passion? Do like Alan scene, we're headbands for the fashion If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball, yeah I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball, yeah I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball Yes, yes, people, you already know what it is We're back, we're back live and direct um scheduled eyes on the court episode of course we're bringing you that nba content live and direct from the uk your best guys front what's the what's the uh, there's this um phrase here that i've always wanted to use is it front row and center or something like that yeah front row and center yeah front row and center because obviously <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you're in front row and center do you know what i'm saying you can see everything court side okay. baby Courtside tickets, courtside tickets, <laughs> eyes on the court, you already know where it is. Um, got the people, got the random, got the squad, ready to dissect a couple of things today, man. But what are you man saying though? You're good, yeah? Blessed. Blessed and highly favoured, can't complain. Yeah, same, can't man. Complain. It's been good, man. Just good day of football. Looking forward to, to today's show as well, man. 100%, 100%. Cool, cool, cool. Let's get straight into it. Um, the, the first real question I wanted to ask or dissect before we even get into anything is, um, like I know we've discussed it in the past, so I don't want to spend too long on it, but I wanted to, and I think it's important to discuss the Clippers in terms of how volatile they can be as a team and whether this year is the window. Because obviously me and Darren have had, um, obviously, um, off mic talks and he believes Kawhi could stay obviously he's going to go into that and whatnot but th- there's a very very high likelihood that he might not stay because of that player option that he's got at the end of the season so I'm just intrigued especially now with their they're on a two-game losing streak now for some reason like me I thought the Clippers would be they should have extended their lead over the Lakers by like three in my opinion 
with no yeah. LeBron and AD. It should be it should be larger than what it is right now, especially when the Lakers went on like a three four game losing streak as well. So, um, yeah, who do you think? Just to have a question to surround it all. Who do you think is under most the most pressure when it comes to playoff time in terms of securing that chip? Kawhi or Paul George? I got I got to say Kawhi. Listen, let, let's not let's stunt. A lot of people, legit NBA analysts, were saying going into last year, if you're going into a playoff series and you and there's one you can get one player in the league, I want Kawhi Leonard. A lot of people were saying that. Uh, it got to the playoffs. So I mean, game seven situation, game on the line. You had a three-one lead, and you came up. Not even small. You came up in pieces. Two points in the second half of a game seven. I can never, ever get over that. That is as bad as it gets. That is what you call a meltdown. But um, in terms of this season, I'm looking at him because he's the go-to guy. He is the main guy. As much as, um, obviously, the supporting cast and Paul George, obviously, who's Robin, is important. Bro, uh, the, the leader of the ship is the one that controls what, what direction they actually go. Do you know what I mean? Like As much as, as I said, the supporting cast and Paul George need to step up, Kawhi needs to be the guy that fills all the holes. If they go through a drought, he needs to be the guy that can get a bucket. If they need a big stop, they need to go to him. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because he was getting torched by... Listen, Kawhi's got a lot to prove in these playoffs. Obviously, let me let me just uh, hand it over to, to Nadim from there, but if I'm looking at one person, just to you know, just to start the show off, it's definitely Kawhi, man. Like especially after last year's playoffs, after because I believe that Raptors chip was, it was over. Not 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 obviously a ring is a ring. I'm not trying to minimize that, but I'm just saying let's not forget that KD and and uh, Clay both suffered um, long term injuries. Do you got know what I mean? So I, I'll leave it at that, man. Kawhi for now, Kawhi. I always think it's funny when. We're talking about guys who've made close to $300 million in their career as under pressure. But, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a made man. He's he's won rings in this in the NBA. He's playing at home where he wanted to be now. So, for me, I think Paul George, based on all the talk around him starting the season and all the talk he did coming into the season about how this year was going to be different. And largely, it's been different. When he's been healthy, he's been very good. He's had the ball more. He's, he's, I think he's shooting probably the best he's ever shot in his career at the moment. So he's been incredible this season and he's been an all-star this season. But I also th- I think within himself, Paul George will be looking and saying he would have been very disappointed in what happened to end the season last year. So I think he'll be looking within himself and he'll, be, he'll put pressure on himself to want to push the Clippers to not just the finals, but a championship. I, I don't think... I, I just think when these guys, they're very set in their life to be put under pressure. But I think if Paul George, if someone was looking within themselves and going, I need to step up, I think it's Paul George more than Kawhi Leonard. You know, with what you said, though, like, for me, it's more so, and let's not get it twisted. The players care about these debates that I had. Like when players, especially the top end players, when they talk about, oh, yeah, um, you don't care what you think, don't care about your criticism, you know. Bro, they care because they want to leave a legacy. They want to... They only say that about the bad stuff, bro. Only you know about what I'm saying? Like, fam, bro, they, they care, man. LeBron also, cares, AD cares. I also Kawhi think it depends who it comes from. It depends who it comes from. If this comes from someone who whose res- opinion they respect, then they'll take it on board. 
if it's from someone who they don't value, then no, but it's even it's it's even general it's conversation even, around them. They yeah, care. general debate. I think they care, bro. I think it it, it bothers LeBron that. There are a number of people who think he's not even close to Michael Jordan. I think it does. Like, it will bother me, especially when it's the subject of the matter almost every single day on almost every single platform. It will bother. Like, it's natural. Um, We're humans at the end of the day. Yeah. But and like, and it's so a motivation they, tool. It's a motivation tool because having having that kind of goal just basically means you're you're reaching for the stars. Do you got know I mean? No matter how much you yeah. achieve, there's always going to be more that you can do. Facts and the and the reason why I say that as well is because like one thing you need to um remember is that Kawhi, yeah, he won finals MVP at the Spurs, but he didn't have the same level of responsibility. I would say he was arguably the third option on, on that team, or even fourth, do you know what I'm saying? On that on that starting five. And then you look at um when he went to the Raptors, that was a one year rental where he didn't really the culture was set, do you know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of things that these um, a lot of analysts have said. And I don't tend to always listen to mainstream American analysts because they kind of blur lines. They 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 feed into narratives and stuff like that. But one thing I've definitely agreed with over the past couple of weeks that they've spoken about is that this is the first time in Kawhi's co- career where he's had to set the culture of a franchise. He's asked for what he wanted. He asked for Paul George. He asked for a better team around him. They they've sacrificed all their picks. It will be a tremendous indictment on Kawhi if at the end of everything he leaves without even giving them a ring, without even getting them to NBA finals, potentially. Do you know what I'm saying? It'll be a tremendous indictment on him. And just to like sum it all up, like for me, like Kawhi leaving the Clippers at the end this year with no ring and no finals is almost or if not on the same level as bad as KD moving to the Warriors. And the reason why I say that is because, fam, at the end of the day, Kawhi literally handicapped. When I say hand, bro, he basically, the Clippers did everything for him, like did everything, said everything you want, we will get it for you. And they basically got that. Like now they've topped it all off by getting him probably the best point guard in the playoffs, like top three at least anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? When it comes to playoff performances, clutch moments, setting everyone in the right positions. So, for him to leave at the end of everything, to not even get them to the finals, it's a tremendous indictment on him, man, in my opinion. And the pressure's huge. Pressure's There's huge. no way he can do that, though. There's no way he can, you know... Um, let's say they fall short this year. He's not leaving. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 the way I see I don't see him leaving either way. Firstly, because uh, where's he going to go? Do you know what I mean? The, it was for years. The, the word around the league for, for years was that he wanted to be in LA. Whether that's the Lakers, the Clippers... I mean, you want to be in LA from when he was back in San Antonio. Now he's in LA. You can't just leave because you're the one that fell short. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're the leader of the ship. If uh, the team didn't achieve what they wanted to, it's on your back. Do you know what I mean? So I don't see him leaving. But in terms of um, like him coming, like expectations for him and stuff like that, I, I think, bro, he has to step up. Do you know what I mean? Because he's so highly regarded. Like, he is literally regarded as, as I said, people say in the playoffs, who do you want, Kawhi? We put him up there with KD and LeBron. LeBron, that is, don't even need to talk about LeBron's resume. KD's resume, that is one of the best scorers of all time. Do you know what I mean? I think it's it's, it's genuinely, like, if he actually comes up small again this year, some badges have to be stripped because I think he got, 
not 92 early, but it'd definitely be fair to say that if they fell short in these playoffs, that people were regarding him way too high compared to his actual, you know, what, what he's actually achieved in the game. <laughs> so that's interesting because it's not like Kawhi crowned himself in a way because he's getting pushed back because everybody says things about him and they said all the positives about him. He didn't really say, he, does, he never says anything. But I have a question for you guys because when we're sitting here and we do all these talks, we've all kind of agreed that the finals will be the Nets versus the Lakers. We've, I think a lot of people have said that the Clippers can't beat the, the Lakers. So is it the way they lose or is it the fact that they lose? Because none of us are picking them to beat the Lakers. So why is it an indictment if it doesn't beat the Lakers? Because I think, uh, Daniel, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, th- I think that's a very good question. But, bro, it's, this is what, this is what um, you pay courtside tickets for. You pay courtside tickets for you to see Kawhi, for you to see LeBron, at the the highest moments, win their games. At the end of the day, it's about Kawhi winning. On the Lakers side, it's about LeBron winning. Bro, this is what sports is like. Sports exactly. is the narrative. Is, bro, yeah, the narrative. The biggest drama in the world. No, it is. It's, it's yeah. all the drama, and the re- and even on top of that, like, bro, the narrative falls on, unfortunately, the person who doesn't or the person who falls short. And at the end of the day, if LeBron loses, people will look at LeBron less so because he's obviously the reigning champ. So he's almost got a bit of tokens in his pocket. But it will be even more of an indictment because Kawhi hasn't even... Like, the Clippers haven't been to uh, conference finals, I don't think, in their history. Nope. That, is, that was minimum expectation last year. So the fact that now, he, even in the first year where they were the favourites, overwhelming favourites, might I add, they didn't get there. Not getting to the, <laughs> the conference finals this year is I don't it doesn't matter who they face it doesn't matter if they face the Suns first and then the Lakers second if they don't get to a conference finals at least bro I don't want to hear Kawhi top 30 those are some foolish stupid people on being given that I have a platform saying wild stuff and now we're using it against Kawhi no one in their right mind has him that high, like really, no, bro, bro. I, I don't, bro. Don't these are people, bro. These don't are foolish. these are basketball aficionados. Who, who? Because Bill, Bill Simmons, bro. Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons is a credible voice in the basketball in the NBA community, bro. He was literally saying going into the season, if he had a playoff series, Kawhi is the first player he's taken. And bro, and and I understand what you're saying about you know Kawhi didn't crown himself, but bro. A lot of most guys don't crown themselves, but this expectation comes with where you're regarded. I mean, if yeah. you're regarded as one of the best players in the game, you have to act like one of the best players in the game. And I'm let's not forget, like one of the best exactly. Players. That's, what, that's not, what I'm saying. Let me not uh, say anything about Bill Simmons, that might be a future employer or anything like that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but still, I know, wait, 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 let me let me finish yeah, in it. Yeah, um, yeah. In terms of them uh, expectations this year, bro, let's not forget, last year, they were the favourites, bro. You got what I'm saying? They, they were the ones that came up small. Just because yeah. the Lakers ended up winning the chip and um, they've, they have obviously improved the roster as well, but the, the Clippers have continuity now. They upgraded the coach. Do you got what I mean? They've, they've had a year of development, year of you know building the chemistry. Now is the time to, to show what you're about. Are you a good team or not? 
Do you get what I mean? We understand that the Lakers are the reigning champs, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, everyone thought the Clippers were the favourites last year and the Nuggets came in and beat them. But we see upsets all the time. We see, you know, teams competing at the highest level and the, the story isn't written until stuff plays out. Do you get what I mean? And um, the expectations are there, bro. Like, as, as let's not forget, the Lakers and um, AD and LeBron are hurt. They're not building chemistry. They're not even on the court. Meanwhile, the Clippers, the Clippers are doing the same shit they did last year. Like, there's, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Like, they, they are just. They should be expected to win the chip just as much as the Lakers or the Nets. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's no excuse. Yeah. For for me, when I watch the Clippers, one, I like them more this season than I did last season, especially the way the regular season is going. But it's still not good enough. The way they're losing some of these games is. It's bad. Bad is an understatement. It's terrible. You can't lose games but like you say they're not good enough, Nadim. Is it a talent issue or where where is the issue at? I, honestly, I can't put my finger on it because when it comes to talent, I say they probably have the deepest roster and one of the best rosters in the NBA. It's probably ahead of the Lakers, top to bottom. When you look at, when you look at the guys that they have, especially coming into this season. So I don't know whether it's just maybe too many cooks in the kitchen, whether it's the players that just can't get it done. Because if you have a second season of the same thing, then it's no longer just Doc Rivers was the issue. Then it's now, okay, let's look at everybody else. Like, what are we doing wrong? Are we, have we put the wrong team together? Are the players are the ones not getting it done? There's going, to be after, there's going to be a share of the blame pie at some point. Because at the end of last season, it was very easy to blame Doc Rivers. He got the lion's share of the blame. They kicked him out. Kawhi and Paul George received their Twitter call and that was it. They came back this season. Kawhi, Paul George got a new deal. Kawhi got some more pieces around him. But if they go, if they lose the same way this season, then that's an issue. I can understand losing to the Lakers in a six-seven game series because I honestly think the Lakers are just better than them. I think LeBron and AD are better than them. The two LeBron and AD as the two best play, players are better than Kawhi and Paul George, and I think the Lakers roster is better than the Clippers. But if they, if they lose in a very like Clippers fashion, that's when I'll, I'll you know I'll open up the conversation. That's when I'll look at Kawhi and Paul George. But if they just lose to the Lakers in a six seven game series, I'm fine with that because I don't think they're on the Lakers level. This is the final point for me, just so that we can um, cover everything that we want to cover, fam. I understand what you're saying, but when it, when it comes to professional sports, no matter the sport, so like away from the NBA, the best teams always have the highest expectations. This, this isn't like this is elementary stuff when it comes to sports. And yeah. I get what you're saying about the Clippers, but fam, the reason why Liverpool are criticized so much is because they are the champions. Like you think if Liverpool weren't at least competing or there and thereabouts, people will be criticizing them the way they are. No, it's because of how far. They've fallen. And obviously in the NBA and, and football is quite different in terms of how far you fall and, and how specific it is. But it can equate the same. Liverpool's fall from grace and the Clippers not getting into the into into at least the conference finals. Those are minimum expectations. Minimum expectation of Liverpool's finishing the top four and they aren't doing that currently right now. Minimum expectation of the Clippers is to get into the conference final and yeah. it's like we feel like that an upset is available there because of the way that team plays and because we can't trust them when it comes to the big, big moments, when it comes to the major moments, like when you rely on on your your two or three best players to, to pick up the slack. It seems like with the Clippers, you can't rely on them. And that's what we're saying. Like these guys, 
it's not about self um, crowning and all of that kind of stuff. You rarely see guys self crown themselves. The point is, the expectation is there. There's no, there's no excuse in it. Like, bro, there's no excuse in the expectation of these guys. Imagine KD didn't win a ring at the Warriors. Do you know what would have been done to him? Do you know what would have been done to him? Like, he 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 might not have even been able to show himself again, show his face again yeah. in the NBA. That's that is the pressure. That is what we live with, and that is what at the end of the day it comes down to. What if the Nets, the Nets? Don't win a chip this year. Do you know? Do you know how they're going to get ridiculed if they don't win a chip this year? Despite the fact that the Lakers have expectations to win as reigning champions, despite the fact that the Clippers have expectations to win because of their first year slump, like there are three teams that are expected to win the chip this year. So whoever doesn't win it, there's going to be a narrative made about them, and that is what professional sports is about at the end of the day. I think that's my. That's probably my own issue. Is that I, I've never liked narratives. I don't like. Cause sometimes I th- sometimes I think they distract from the actual stuff on the court, and it's just cool. so. So I just never I never buy into them. I never like listening to them. I think that's my issue when it comes to conversations like this. Well, what do you think? Is it last point, Darren? Do you have any? Yeah, comments? yeah. I was just gonna say that to just to actually touch on the issues they have. And I think it's it's a leadership issue, bro. That's why I pointed to Kawhi in the first uh, instance when you asked, "Is it more pressure on Kawhi or Paul George?" Because the, the team takes up the personality of its leader. Do you know what I mean? And this whole up and down thing, I'm not saying that, obviously we know that's not Kawhi's personality, but when you're not leading from the front, when you're not like a vocal voice, do you know what I mean? It feels like, no, it feels like, I feel like the team can, there's no consistent, do you know what I mean? Someone pushing from the front. And that um that that's a big issue that they have. Like do I don't, you, I don't know where the leadership is going to come from. Do you can think only hope that um Rondo has a big impact? Uh, as we said, no, I think we all know Rondo is one of the best leaders in the NBA. But do you think your best player has to be your leader? That that just has to be the way it is. I think I think I think I don't think your best player has to be your leader. But because I've never looked at Kawhi as the leader of of any team he's been on, even this yeah, team. But, I don't look at him. As but that. But that's why with Dan- the culture was set in the places that he's been before, though. That's why when Daniel said it's important, with the Spurs, he didn't need to do that. Do you know mm. what I mean? With the Raptors, Kyle Lowry was there. Do you know what I mean? Now, if you want to win, you have to lead. Do you know what I mean? It's not a thing whereby, oh, I can just, you know, stay in my comfort zone and uh, just show up and go to work. Like, nah, bro, that's not going to get you... To the, to, to the space that you want to get you're, got, you're not going to win a ring just by showing up to work do you know what I mean and that's why I'm looking at him to, to bro you have to come out of your comfort zone do you know what I mean you're going to have to 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 do whatever the team needs that's leadership that's playmaking that's that's everything in terms of filling gaps that the team needs and bro when you're the best player that's what's on your plate man sorry now I know we have to move on but I was just remembering this quick KD quote when he said that I just I just want to uh, play I just want to hoop. Hoop. hoop and go home yeah. And people saying, "Well, no, you're KD, you can't do that." And I, he, he openly admitted, "I don't want to do all this leadership stuff." Maybe Kawhi is the same person. No, but that's why KD went Golden State. Yeah. But KD knows. I, I'm hoping KD knows now because if he's if he don't lead with now, now is is different. You can see it. You can see it. It's the yeah, it, it better be. It better because them walks will show up in the playoffs, bro. You got to lead, bro. And and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. But um. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting, really. Like, And on top of everything in terms of like what's happening with the Clippers and we're saying the expectations of the Lakers, like, fam, at the end of the day, even though, yeah, we're saying it's a crash course 
um, for the Clippers to face the Lakers in the finals, a finals that I think we deserve and we should see at the highest level because it will be two, four of the best players um, in the league playing against each other. Um, so we want. Yeah. Say that again. I think that's what we want. We need the best that's against the best. Want. That's what we want. But at the end of the day, there's other teams in the league, man, that are sure. that are performing at a high level, and we can't discredit them. We can't discount them. So having said all of that, like in your opinion. Who do you think, after the Clippers and the Lakers in the West, who do you think the best team is to to, to to cause an upset potentially or even go all the way? Because obviously you look at the, the, the I think the Jazz right now on an eight-game winning streak. You look at the Suns, a five-game winning streak. You even look at um, the Nuggets, a four-game winning streak. Like, and all of them are, in terms of their last 10 games played, it's positive, do you know what I'm saying? Like It's like seven threes, eight twos. Real Portland in there as well. You can throw Portland in there as well. Yeah, I think in the last 10, it's 6-4. So, like, there's a lot of good teams playing well. Like, who who who, who do you look at and say, ah, do you know what, this team, uh, I'm slightly worried still that they can cause an upset. Me? What are you thinking? I, I look at, I look at, my only trepidation is obviously, the team I'm looking at is the Suns. Because I feel like yeah, they your boy, are... Not your boy, not your boy Spider. <laughs> no, I don't. As much as I like Donovan Mitchell, I feel like that team just has f- too many flaws. Do you got know what I mean? Because Rudy Gobert can got, get um, taken advantage of in the playoffs. They haven't got a big wing to match up with a LeBron or a Kawhi, even Paul George. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like that team can get taken advantage of pretty, pretty, pretty clearly. Um, the Nuggets. I like the Nuggets a lot, but I think defensively they got issues. That's why I'm going with the Suns in it. My only trepidation is um, can Devin Booker be the best player in the series? Do you get what I'm saying? Because that's what it will take to top uh, to, to beat you know one of the best teams in the West. But... The mentality to be the best player. I mean, exactly. I guess the only thing is we haven't seen it because he hasn't had the opportunity to do it yet. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt in it that he will perform. But even less about him. I, I, yeah, I, I think you can rely on him, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he can go off, have big games in a series and stuff like that. So, I don't, I'm, I'm not questioning him. It's just, I think like that is going to be the biggest uh, in, indicator as to whether they can, you know, topple an elite team. But when I look at the roster, we spoke about it a little bit on the, ep- on the last episode, but bro, they are as complete as it gets, bro. You got the floor general in uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Mister, he does whatever it takes to win. So I mean, whether that's ten rebounds, fifteen assists, twenty-five points, five steals. So I mean, Chris Paul can do whatever it needs to win. Devin Booker is a big-time scorer. Mikael Bridges, three and D wing, but he can give you a little bit more as well. Um, Crowder, so I mean, gritty defender can switch, play three and four, and then you got the. Uh, good big man in Aiton. Do you know what I mean? And then I like uh, Cam Johnson, sharpshooter off the bench, Sarich, potential sixth man of the year. Um, I like that team a lot, man. Um, but what stands out for me is they're starting five. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is quality players at every position. Do you know what I mean? And I think as f- they've, they've got a legitimate big three. Do you know what I mean? If the, uh, DeAndre Aiton can step up, Chris Poole, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiton, that is... Some serious, serious uh, firepower. And uh, very few teams can stop all three of those guys in the series. Do you get what I mean? So I think it's just about them them getting um, all on the same page and being able to get the best out of each other. 
you get what I mean? But um, yeah, the team that stands out to me is the Suns, man. For sure. For me, it's the Suns as well. Uh, and Devin Booker has everything in his locker to be a big-time playoff you know, performer. He's an all-world three-level scorer. There's no place on the floor where he feels uncomfortable. And these are the type of players that we see thrive in the playoffs. And now you pair him next to someone who, in Chris Paul, who we've seen control basketball games. We've seen him control and dictate the tempo and the pace of an offense. And when you put that together, that's a lethal combination to have in the playoffs. So for me, it's, it's the Suns. I don't know whether they can get to the finals or the conference finals, but I I think that anybody that faces them, that's a six, seven game series. They will not go out easily. And Devin Booker, Devin, when this is where I favor the Suns over any other team. I think it comes down to star, to star power in the playoffs. What can your stars do in big moments, in tough situations? When you have to go to Utah away, what can your stars do? Devin Booker and Chris Paul, Chris Paul especially, have shown me that they can go to uh, tough situations and make big time plays, make tough shots. And that's what Devin Booker's game is based on. And he can make all the shots in, in the book. So for me, I, I watch the Suns and I go, okay, that's a team that nobody wants to see in the West. Nobody. Yeah. That's a tough, gritty team. So they're my team that I'd pick to potentially upset the Lakers and the Clippers to get to that conference final. Just before you go, Daniel, Chris Paul in the playoffs is a different... With us say in playoff rondo, Bro, put that on another level and you're getting playoff Chris Paul. Chris Paul's one of the best playoff players in NBA history. I think that he has, he's had like bad moments. So people always remember the bad moments. But when you look at all the great players, that especially in this generation, they've all had moments where you know they've fallen below expectations and it's yeah. get, it gets used against them every single time. But Chris Paul in the playoffs, he's been, he's been lights out most of the time. All-time uh, great. Yeah, All-time so great. I expect you know, him to show up and show out again. I agree, man. It's not even a, a situation to disagree with. And I, I think the Chris Paul and Devin Booker one-two punch is, is is like great. And fam, like we can't forget like some of these other pieces that we know have the opportunity again to elevate themselves in the playoffs. Like me and Darren are always talking about Mikhail Bridges, fam. That brother is special, do you know what I'm saying? But like just for the sake of debate, like the reason why I'm gonna go with the Nuggets in terms of um the team I think caused the biggest upset is because they've done it before. And when you've done it before, that gives you a psychological edge more than any of the other teams. The Suns, what, haven't been in the playoffs since, what? Maybe when Steve Nash was there. Do you know what I'm Literally. saying? So, um, like, ooh, the Nuggets have a continuity factor. And then what you do is they haven't been great defensively this season, of course. I think it's been Jeremy Grant that's been, like, a huge reason why. Because he, he stimulates that team when it comes to defence, if you watch them last season. But you now have Aaron Gordon could set the tone in terms of defense i think not like we use this term a lot but when you talk about underrated defenders like aaron gordon is a very very good defender in this league do you know what i'm saying and then you pair that with the fact that across all the other teams apart from luka Doncic and obviously dame lillard like those guys are all like seven eight seeds i'm talking about the, the that middle cat that middle cat to above Jokic is the only MVP caliber player, obviously, besides the Clippers and the Lakers, in it. So I'm looking at the Nuggets, I'm looking at the Suns, I'm looking at the Jazz. Yes. Uh, out of those three teams that are 
performing at a high level, Jokic is the best player for me. And he's the only MVP player, or he's the only player performing at an MVP level. Mm. As Let me correct myself and say that, because I think Devin Booker is an MVP caliber player. Even Donovan Mitchell in a freak season, I think he has that in him. But Jokic is the one performing at that level, isn't it? And that counts for something in the playoffs. Then you have Jamal Murray, who has shown to elevate as well. Obviously, we need to give him this season. I think people who are saying he elevates his game in the playoffs, it's a bit premature to say that. But he looks like someone who loves the big moments, you know what I'm saying? And you want more of those. Like you, you could only want those guys on your team, especially when it gets to playoff time. And then you look at, they've got... I, they've just got so many miscellaneous pieces that you don't know what you're going to get from them. Remember who I said would be the biggest breakout star from last year's playoffs? I said Michael Porter Jr. is going to have a very good playoffs. think, of course, defensively, he is a weakness and sometimes a liability. But offensively, this guy is going to be special. Keep saying it, bro. He's a baller. Like, I actually like Michael Porter Jr. so much. I don't know why. Just like the way he plays and everything about him, minute. And then you've got guys like Bobo. you got... Um, Paul Millsap now, a veteran who can come off the bench. You've got, um, I believe, Will Barton still on the roster, who's another good defender that you can Monte have. Monte Morris. Monte Morris is still on the roster. Like you got, And then you've got that guy who's just annoying, Facundo Campazzo. Bro, he's just an annoying <laughs> yeah, man. He, he's got some ridiculous passing. Like his passing is... <laughs> what do you yeah. do? I can't remember. Well, Ben Simmons tried to set a screen on him, yeah. One of them, like, you know them screens where you don't... Oh, and he ran him over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh, oh, hey, he's got one of the passes of the season as well. I remember he did, like, a behind-the-back into the yeah. corner. Like, yeah. he, he, he's a good player, bro. He's a good player. Who's that against? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember who was yeah. against. But I remember it was um my man, the rookie that knocked down the shot. I can't remember his name, actually. He's a rookie, but... It was a hell of a pass, man. But just to add yeah. to what you were saying, Daniel, in it, I think we got to put the Blazers in this mix, bro. Because if you're mentioning MVP play, and you said that's a you know a key piece, that is the main piece, bro. Like if you have the best player in a series, six or seven, maybe you know eight times out of ten, you're probably gonna win the series if you have the best player in the series. As you said, Jokic is probably the best player out of all the teams that we mentioned. But Damian Lillard is probably the best player. Once you put the, the Blazers in that mix, Damian Lillard is the best player. Do you know what I mean? You know what my problem is with the Blazers, though? Go on. I feel like... Like, with what we've seen from them, they just don't have the cutting edge to beat a top team. Like, they can beat teams... They can even beat teams that are better than them and that, that, that they are not expected to beat. But when you say, can you give me it? Can you get me a... Bro, there were people saying the Lakers were going to lose to Portland. Like, that Portland were, were the favourites in that... Street. Like, there were genuinely people saying Portland were the favourites. And I think, even though that was far-fetched, they had... There was a reason why, because they were coming in, they were the form team. Lillard was lights out. He was doing a mad thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like... I just think when it comes to, like, look at what happened when they faced the Warriors, for example. Of course, it's the Warriors. I know it's the Warriors. But, uh, and I swear the Warriors had an injury as well, that series. Yeah, Yeah. So, and they got blown out. Do you know what I'm saying? Completely blown out. And it's just that when, it's, it's unfair, it's unfair. It's actually unfair. But I just think when it comes to the Blazers, 
if you want them to be a good team that's broken, like OKC, like they did, Paul George and Westbrook, like that's not the best team. They were still expected to beat the Blazers, but that's not like the greatest team in the world. But then if you now ask them to try and beat LeBron and AD or Kawhi and Paul George or um, who else? I even would say they wouldn't beat the Nuggets because of Jokic and Jamal Murray. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in the playoffs, who, who are you taking if you're if we're being honest? Jokic and Jamal Bro? Murray, Little and CJ McCollum. Give me them and CJ. Give me them and CJ every day. I'm gonna like to listen. Bro, we're Portland so, yeah. here. You're right, Daniel, in saying that they're struggling. Wait, quickly, quickly. Okay. They're hard. Don't get me wrong. But, bro, <laughs> I'm telling you now, Darren has made me see the light. Jokic is a problem. No, no. 100%. 100%. And the issue is, look, you can never... It's so hard to win in the NBA with your point guard being your best player. It's mm. very hard because it's so easy for them to trap you and make your life difficult. Remember what the Pelicans did to... Damon CJ a few years ago. That Yo, remember what the Lakers did to Allen Iverson, fam. Like, exactly. When you're putting, that's why when you look at the history of the game, Isaiah Thomas, Steph Curry, and Chauncey Billups are the only three. Really and Magic. No, but small point guards, not Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic yeah. is your fam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're the only rule three that we can ever say were the best players on the champ on a championship winning team. And even Steph didn't get finals MVP. So it's yeah. hard to do, which is why when it comes to the playoffs and you have an encounter between a big guy and a small guy, you go with the big. So, but Damon CJ, I, I just don't like betting against those two. I don't like picking against them because they make me, I root for them. Every single time they play, I root, I want them to win. And um, bro, they, 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 it's not only about rooting for them, bro. Like they've shown us, like, listen, yeah. I, I think the only, you said it, Daniel, the only time that they struggle is the highest level of competition. Do you got know what I mean? Like against uh, a Lakers or against a Warriors. Do you got know what I mean? I think against teams on their level or, you know, just above them, bro, I, I, you cannot sweep on the Portland Trailblazers, bro, because they can have the two best players in the series. Like people, people don't know how good CJ McCollum is, bro, especially people. in the playoffs. People complained about the fact people people complained about the fact that Mike Conley had never made an all-star game, which is fair. CJ McC CJ McCollum not having made an all-star game is a travesty for the NBA. <laughs> that guy is special. <laughs> I, but bro, is special. I'm I'm happy that he ain't made a uh all-star game because like, because bro, it, it doesn't need that validation. You had his interview, you had no, the no, post no, post match no, interview. No. You don't need that invalid validation. You feel me? He said, he said, no, but the thing is, even the, the all-star thing, yeah, you say that one day we should do this and just analyse um, um, all-stars from each season and just look at what happened and look at, dive into the season. But, like, when I think back to it, who, who would you replace in what year? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, CJ's good. No doubt he's good. But, there are always better players. I and mean, one thing you have to remember as well. He's already on, got All-Star on his team, isn't it? That's the main issue. One. Two, the All-Star game or the All-Star selectors always take into account as well overachievers on terrible teams. And that's where CJ will always lose out because there's always... No, think about it. Someone like a Vucevic now is playing on a terrible team. Oh, okay. okay. He overperforms in terms of the numbers that he has. So he will get selected. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's where 
even though CJ's maybe having a good season, there's someone better than him on his team, so they're always going to go with the other guy. Do you know exactly. what I'm saying? He's playing on the worst team. So it's like he loses out in that department. And for me, CJ's the kind of player as well who balls out for 10 straight games and then will go missing for 15. Do you know what I'm saying? What? Like, No, no, facts. Fact, bro, he's a purple patch want- player. I wouldn't I say missing. Uh, I wouldn't say missing, but missing, missing, just missing's a harsh word. But he's a. I, I think he's. A I think they go on hot streaks, and then they come. They come back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But the hot streak is all star caliber hot streak, and then the the other the other streak he goes on. It's not like he's average. He goes on a streak where he's just a calm, reliable person yeah. on the team. I think regular season. Like, it's fair to say, like, he's... Because I don't even think... I agree, like, there's probably never been a year where he could have made an All-Star. Maybe this year, because this year he was on his way to having an All-Star caliber season, but obviously he had the big uh, foot injury. But um, it's about the playoffs, bro. It's about the playoffs. That's why I'm looking at CJ. Two years ago, when they went to um, seven games against the Nuggets, CJ was the one that carried them that whole series, bro. Yeah, like sorry. Dame, Dame obviously beat Dame, but uh, Dame wasn't great that series. CJ was the one that was hitting big shots down the stretch. CJ hit the game, uh, not game winner in the game seven, but there's the series clincher, yeah. that nasty mid range shot. Do you know what I mean? It, when it comes to the playoffs, yeah, those two together, they're just so dangerous that you cannot count them out. Like, if one person is going, the other person doesn't need to be going. Do you know what I mean? They'll just funnel the ball to, the, to this guy if he if he's not going give the ball to the other guy and and that's the type of situation where bro you, you don't want to face a team like that man because you only need one of them to get hot and that that could cost you a game and you know one game could tilt a whole series that's why when i look at the blazers man i just and listen they've got good role players as well let's not forget they just picked up norman powell um putting up 20 a game do you know what I mean? Ines Kantar is one of the best um, rebounders in the league. Carmelo Anthony, veteran on the bench. He'll, Carmelo will step up in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at this Portland team yeah, and I'm yeah, saying... my guy, Melo, man. Let's Are you mad? Melo, man. Um, listen, yeah, this Portland yeah, team, they've got the veteran experience compared to, to the teams that were mentioned. They've definitely got the veteran experience. They've got the, um, app, they've got the best player. Oh, all the teams that we're talking about, they've got the best player. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I just think it's about... You still think- which have I and what we're pointing out is interesting, but do you think out of Jokic, Doncic, Lillard is better? Than, do you think Lillard's better than Jokic and Doncic? I think Jokic might is a bit sticky, but I'm going to say yes because Dame Lillard has done it. His body of work is insane. Do you know what I mean? Like Dame Lillard was putting up 25, 26 a game, not even making the All Star team. Damian Lillard has made the play the playoffs every year of his career. Do you know what I mean? Damian Lillard is the ultimate leader. Jokic is on his way to being, do you know what I mean, top five, as I said last episode. But Damian Lillard ha- is you know, as good as it gets when it comes to a number one option. You know what? Do you know what it is for me? I think this is the year where, like, I think Lillard, look, Lillard's always been better than Jokic for a long time. But I think, you know, when there's a handover and you can see that a player is just on a trajectory, I think yeah. this is the year that Jokic has, like, just slightly edged it above Lillard. Especially because, look, bro, let's not forget, and obviously, I'm, of course, you know, um, above everyone else, fam, Jokic is having an all-time, as in not, yeah. not, 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 um, this is um, a season we've seen before, a big man's that, 
he's having an all-time offensive season at the center position for the Nuggets, bro. Like he's distributing, he's rebounding, he's scoring. Like, Tax. bro, Jokic is a special, special player, and he sees the court in a way that we haven't seen a, a center do before. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Tax. and like, fam, that's why I just can't sleep on you, bro. What you? Yeah, so hey, play, playoff series right now. Who, who bothered the Lakers Bro, just think about it like this. Who bothered the Lakers more last year? Lillard or Jokic? Jokic was causing us problems. We just were able to curb it because AD was there and he managed to help and 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 lead the defense in terms of team defense. He managed to stop guys from getting... Bro, there were times Jokic was hitting... It's, the thing, it's easier again. to stop a perimeter guy rather than a guy like... Not just the perimeter guy, but a small point guard. Again, that's exactly. the issue. A small point yeah. guard, as much as Lillard is great, if he doesn't have the wing player there that can take some pressure off him he will he will get marginalized in the way and you see teams trap him take the ball out of his hands that's what you can do to small point guards and that's why again you can't do that to your kitch yeah you can't you can double even even a guy like steph bro do you know what i mean he even he has had moments in the playoffs where it's like yo what's going on with steph curry do you know what i mean but really and truly i just don't think as nadim said like these men are limited in what they can do but I think, still think if, if we're talking about who can have the biggest impact or on a on a at their best, it's Dane. You know what's mad, yeah? And this is gonna be something interesting if you man say yes and isn't discussed enough. And this is not to disrespect Steph Curry, greatest shooter of all time, daddy daddy da, this, this, and that. This is gonna be but, interesting. Before KD went to the Warriors and the year that the Warriors won a chip. If you take out Curry and put Lillard with Green, Clay, and Iguodala, they still win the chipper, like. 100%. And I'd even make go further and say Lillard would win finals MVP, not Iguodala. Lillard would win that finals MVP. Just Fam. because there's an Just because the guy that he is. Exactly. Just because the guy that... That's what I said. When you're talking about number one options... It does not get better than Damian Lillard. Like, fam, everyone's got their own, you know, limitations. But if we're talking about everyone's at peak ability, or optimal, do you know what I mean? Uh, at their best. I, I, and you know how much I love Jokic, Daniel. But Damian Lillard can take your heart. What it is, though, is that, look, at the end of the day, Jokic is 26 in it. So we're, we're going to have time. He's going to have time to be able to exactly. mold his career. And I think he will because, what, this was the first year I would say he had an influential, impactful playoffs. Last year was the first year, sorry, he had an influential playoffs um, run. And it was a good run, do you know what I'm saying? So Great now run. the, the guy's the limit only for um, for, for, for Jokic. Just to who who you guys taking, though? If someone said Portland versus Nuggets, who's going to be the best player in the series? Who would you, who, who would you guess is the best player? Based on this season, Jokic. Jokic, man. And then the problem is, Jokic will be the best player. Lillard will be the second player. But I actually think Jamal Murray will be the second best player over CJ. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But what I will say is, I don't know who's guiding Dame. Because they traded Gary Harris. Yeah, they traded Gary Harris. So, listen, no one on that, on that team. Because the reason why I, I might lean towards Jokic as well is because... 
who's guarding him. Do you know what I mean? Nurkic, Kantar, neither of them are like defensive stoppers. Do you know what I mean? Jokic can have his way with either one, but... But, but the Nuggets have people to guard Dame though. Obviously, look, Dude. there's guys, there's guys that you can say. I, I can put Aaron Gordon on them because I know that they don't have a wing who's gonna worry me. No, think maybe about it on like the that. switch, maybe on the switch, but not. Don't put him one on one on a regular basis. Not one on one, but on a switch. That's what I'm saying. Like if, like, think about it like this, yeah. It's easy. He's easy to scheme for, isn't it? That's the thing. And the reason why he's easy to scheme for is because he's they don't tough. have a wing yeah. that can. No, okay, yeah. Easier to, to screen is because they don't have a wing that they can almost like say, all right, cool, take the ball out. Because putting a guy on Dame is basically putting a guy on CJ as well because they're practically the same mode. And obviously, not the same player, but same mode. Well, you need two of those guys. No, 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 I know. But I'm saying, think about it like this when LeBron calls for um, a pick and roll, the reason why it's so dangerous is because of the guy spinning to the rim got ad now you got drummond when lillard calls for a pick and roll how many guys are you afraid of that are spinning to the rim the reason why lillard is so effective is because he can score from almost anywhere like he can just shoot do you know what i'm saying he's less so reliant on the pick and roll and more so reliant on his shooting ability it's easy to go cold especially in the playoffs mm. and that's when you now need that mid-range j that that and and that's where the best teams always kill the trailblazers, do you know what I'm saying? Now, I look at the Nuggets and see how they can capitalise on that. If the Nuggets aren't shooting well, they can easily turn to... Oh, and even Jamal Murray, we, well, obviously, we've got only a small sample size, but, bro, he drives to the rim. like He just loves mm. to drive and loves to finish. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So... Yeah, man, that that's just me, and that's that's what I think in terms. Of I think that series is about defense, though. Whoever's able to get stops, if that series does, you know, come in the playoffs, whoever can defend the best, I think they'll they'll win. Because both yeah. of them offensively are crazy. I think another point as well when it comes to point guards and Dame and CJ, which are, I think even Dame, see, I think CJ is small for a shooting guard. The yeah. issue we have is that he can be physical with them especially putting them on screens on defense, on the defensive side of the ball. Mm. Again, it will begin to wear on them. It's what happened with Steph a lot of times in player series is that you can wear on him, you can make it physical on him and the smaller body, it just weighs down on them as the series goes along and that's what happens with Dame and CJ a lot. So, But I, I don't, they haven't done anything in the playoffs for me to say this, but I don't really want, I don't bet against those guys because Every single time you do, they do something that makes you go, okay, they can be a contender. I, I, I think they're another team like the Suns that you don't really, I say this a lot, but you don't want to face them because they will make it difficult for you. But compare them to the Suns, but they have the experience edge as well. Do you know what I'm saying? The Suns experience only comes in the form of Chris Paul, which is huge, but it's only one guy on the roster. This Trailblazers team has been through the wars. Do you know what I'm saying? And they've got two guys. That they know can rise to the occasion. Sometimes, sometimes experience might be overrated. Maybe the fact that um, Booker hasn't been there before, and all these guys haven't been there before. All they've done is watch it on TV. They're finally in that position, and they go, "What do we have to lose?" What's because really and truly, what are people expecting of the Suns? Second round, maybe, and we're not expecting them to go that far. So, if they come out and just say, the thing is though, but that's the that's the thing though. That's now the issue, and this is what we were talking about, and this is why you can't especially when you're in the media industry, you can't run away from narratives, bro. 
Like narratives are there to be made. They're there whether you want. To, if you don't make a narrative, someone else will make it for you, bro. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And the thing is now with the Suns is the expectation is to go past the first round. If they don't win their first matchup, it's see, it's going to be seen as a disappointment. The same with the Jazz. If the Jazz get the number one seed. They are expected a minimum to get past the first round and whoever they face. And who's to say if they get the Mavs in the first round that they beat the Mavs? I, I, I'm not like saying facts. The Jazz are definitely beat. No way am I saying that. Do you know what I'm saying? And with Chris stretching to the out to the three point line. Oh, do you know what I'm saying? And then you still got like who 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 like on the Jazz is really taking out Luca. Can't take out Luca. You know probably try Royce O'Neal, but I don't, I don't see it. Man. Probably Joe Ingles, to be honest. Royce yeah. O'Neal, bro, the guy will end up not being in the rotation at all, fam. <laughs> but yeah, nah. So it, it, narratives are are literally what the sport is is about, man. And like, we can't run away from it, man. Literally, can't run away from it. Just a final word, then. Um, I think it's important that we talk about this because even though we spoke about it previously, I don't like to talk about it every episode, but it's because this season is so interesting where, in my opinion, there isn't a clear-cut MVP, you know? Like, <laughs> I genuinely don't believe there's a clear-cut MVP. Like, years gone by, you know who's one and you know who's two. But now, this year, you just feel like whoever's able to put together a nice run of games without getting injured will probably take it. Who who we got our money on? Harden or Jokic or Embiid? Embiid's back now. Embiid's back. It's weird, you know, because I think what you say is right in terms of. I feel like whoever has the best second half of the season or whatever you want to call it will end up winning it. Do you get what I mean? But I thought Jokic has been the most consistent. Do you know what I mean? Because he hasn't been hurt and he's been putting up consistent numbers every year. I mean, not every year, so every game. But um, if I'm gonna guess right now. I'm going to go Jokic, bro, because, as I said, he'd been consistently putting up numbers. You you uh, spoke about it, Daniel. All-time great uh, season as far as um, counting numbers and efficiency. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Jokic, man. I trust him to put some some wins on the board as well. Uh, like They can get a top four seed if you're really trying to push for the MVP. So, um, yeah, for now, I'm going to go Jokic, man. Yeah. It's it's probably Jokic to be honest. I don't if if it was going based on my definition of MVP, I'd probably go with Dame because I think he's been holding that ship together for a long time. He's been as valuable to that franchise as anybody has been to theirs. But if it was based on how we're judging it now, then it's Jokic. It's Jokic. He's having the historic season. So you think that? Do you think that because? The NBA gives players the MVP when they're having historic seasons, or it's it's like you can see a track record of it when the odds aren't in their favor, and then the player on that team is having a historic season. So, for example, if Dame in the position that he's in, being in the seventh or eighth seed, is having a historic season, it makes sense to give him the MVP because you're. Oh, hey, but I'm looking at the standings now. Yeah, they're not too far off. You know, they've got they're basically half a game back. The Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets are 30 and 18. The Blazers are 29 and 19. Yeah, I'm saying so. Dame's definitely a good argument. I do think it depends on where everyone finishes in it because for me, I I don't know if they're just going to give it to Jokic for having a historic season because the Nuggets are a good team. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it's not like the Nuggets are bad and he's having a historic season. He was carrying them though earlier on in the season. Same with Dame. 
I think it, I think it will end up being one of the two of them, you know. Unless MB comes back and can be has a shout. Yeah, yeah, but he has to come back on smoke like ASAP. No, but MB. The the thing with Embiid is nobody has separated himself for him not to be back in the race. Yeah. In fact, yeah. if he goes on a run now, he'll probably end up winning it because we want That's to go to And bro, we can't we can't discredit Harden, man. Like I know he missed a couple of games initially, and uh, like the reason why I had a negative marker against Harden or like no one from the Nets could win a chip is because fam, you can't have three MVP caliber players on your team and one of them wins the MVP. Like that does I don't care if you win. The, the number one seed. You need to win every single game in the regular season for one of you guys to win it, innit? But, mm. like, KD's been out for now, I'd say, over a quarter of the seasons, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so, Harden's basically been the one dishing it, diamond it. Of course, the Nets are still a good team, but he, they're the number one seed now. They've overtaken the 76ers. So... I do think the narrative, the narrative will get yeah, in yeah, harder. Yeah, the narrative will let him win it, yeah. The narrative yeah, will let him win it. I'm saying, like, the whole, um, the Houston saga... I mean, the fact that he was basically tanking games, and then, um, as you said, three um three MVPs on one team, like you, I don't see him uh, winning it. Like when any team has got a collection of talent like that, uh, they don't normally win the MVP. But um, dark horse, Giannis, bro, we cannot sleep on Giannis. Giannis is having another um all time great season. Do you know what I mean, as far as efficiency and numbers. I think the only thing stopping him is, again, narrative, because obviously this will be three in a row. You know, it will take something extreme for him to, um, you know, uh, get at the front of the line. But as far as, um, you know, the kind, the kind of season that he's actually having, bro, he's having another all-time great season. They're two games off the nets. They can get the one seed, maybe go on like a, uh, like a good run a game, maybe like a 10-0 win streak, 10-game win streak or something like that. You can't can't count out Giannis. I think it was his first MVP that I think James Harden should have won. And but Giannis has deserved his MVPs. But I'm always uncomfortable with Giannis having two or three MVPs, and you have guys like Shaq and Kobe and Iverson and and all these all time greats who have won MVP. And I'm always like Giannis with three over those guys. That's always been my biggest like trepidation about that conversation. That's fair. No, it's a fair point, man. It's a fair point. But, yeah, man, that's where we'll wrap it up today. Um, Tuesday, we'll make sure to cover um, the Eastern Conference a little bit more and dive into it. I think it was the Western Conference. Dice up today with the mandem. Um, appreciate you guys for coming on once again. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all of that good stuff on the channel. Um, channel's growing day by day. Um, huge, huge, huge announcement. Obviously, a lot is going to be revealed tomorrow. Um on the channel a lot of things coming our way um and a lot more articles coming your way again just to stack up the website just to give us give you a insight and um yeah go on with him no i was just saying forgive me i've been i've been a bit behind it's been a bit hectic recently but i'll be back soon sure man for sure actually he didn't release a very nice article about tiger woods as well which i enjoyed enjoyed that so yeah man all good all good darren of course has got something cooking as well you want to reveal anything right now or what Gonna leave it. No nah, man, no nah, man. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> nah, I hate that. But yeah, no. Nah. From the guys that eyes on the court, man. We out. <laughs>